Hello, everyone. Welcome to the stream. Um, come say hello in the chat. My name is Emily. I'm one of the English tutors. I'm from Canada originally, spent some time living in the UK, and I'm currently streaming to you from the Dominican Republic. So hello and welcome. Our topic today is going to be talent wars. Let's go into what that means, um, what are companies doing to try to attract and retain talent. Cool. Okay, so people's preferences are changing a lot. And after they've experienced remote work through the pandemic, um, companies are being a lot more flexible and there's sort of a new normal. So people are looking for more from their companies um, than before. And this is more prevalent in certain industries. Um, so industries where there is high growth and demand, you are going to be seeing talent wars. Um, let me know in the chat if this is something you've experienced or um, if you think there's a certain industry where this is going on. So what do I mean by this? Let's define it. Um, so it's when companies in the same industry are competing with each other to hire the same set of job candidates. So usually this will lead to um, companies offering better job offers. So maybe, for example, um, a potential employee is interviewing at a few different jobs and they get one offer and they're able to leverage or use that offer to get more money at the other company that then offers them a job. And so you might have a sort of bidding war. Of course, it's not all about money. There's a lot of other things that people are looking for. And so we're gonna be looking at that today. Um, throughout the stream, if you have any questions about terminology, or some comments to share, or you just want to let us know where you're from and how you're doing today, um, please let us know in the chat. Okay, so I would say in particular, this is very prevalent in the tech industry at the moment. Um, more and more jobs are becoming digitized. And so people are looking for the talent, the workers who are going to be able to achieve their goals and push the company forward. Okay, someone asks, what is the meaning of perks? So a perk means that it's something extra that a company offers. So a salary tends to be the most basic thing that a company is offering. Perks is everything else around. Um, we'll go through what those could be in a bit more detail soon. Okay. <clears throat> and so this is right at the top of... Uh, the business risks for companies today. So there was an article uh, talking about PwC who did a survey just this month asking employers, what are they most worried about? And the top worry for employers is talent acquisition. So getting talent and retention, keeping talent. Um, cybersecurity is also highly important as our world becomes more technological. Um, they're not actually worried about a recession, even though um, right now in many countries we're experiencing high inflation, and certainly people think a recession is coming if we're not already there. Um, but without the ability to automate and digitize processes, um, it's not going to be possible to uh, succeed 
in the current business world. And so companies are looking for people who have deep functional, so that means like topical knowledge, but also they have some technolo technological know-how um, abilities. <clears throat> and I'm curious to know, so which of these perks or which of these aspects of working in a company is the most important to you? Is it paid time off? You want to have long vacations or holiday allowance? Um, they, people tend to say holiday in the UK and vacation in North America. Same thing. Um, are you looking for development opportunities? So do you want to have a mentor at work? Do you want to be put on special projects that are interesting and will engage you? Are you looking for recognition um, whether that is an employee of the month style recognition, uh, recognition from your boss in your one-to-ones, maybe they're talking um, positively about you to the higher ups, so to the more senior staff. You want to have some bonus structure, so if you are going above and beyond the job description, you want to see some extra money. Is it the company culture? So um, how does it feel to be in the company? Is it somewhere where there's good camaraderie? So kind of friendships, people get along, there's good teamwork. Um, do you want a company culture where people have fun together too? It's not just about working. Or are you looking for a company who will sponsor further training and education? So some companies, for instance, might say that you have a certain amount of money per year to be spent on training and education um, I've even known some people who have got master's degrees paid by companies. Uh, some companies will pay for a master's of business administration, although that's not as common as it might have been in the past. Um, what's the most important to you? Okay, so we have a bit of a mix here. People looking for development opportunities, training and education, and paid time off. All right, and in the chat, we have Mimin from France, Nedret from Turkey, Mirella from Lebanon, and Benam from the UK. Hello, everyone. Um, so that was the list there, but maybe there's something else you have in mind that wasn't on the list, or maybe it is one of those items. Um, let me know what other perks or benefits is another word for it um, you want the most. Um, so some more examples of this could be uh, maybe parental leave. So companies will have different um, maternity for mothers or paternity for fathers uh, benefits. Most Many countries have kind of a minimum, but some companies will say, okay, you get the minimum, but also we are going to extend that by paying you above the minimum or maybe by giving you more time. <laughs> So that's an example. Another example that people are looking for a lot now would be flexibility, remote work, um, maybe flexible hours. So if you have other commitments that require you to be busy on a couple afternoons a week, for instance, you want to have the ability to um, make up that time when you want. Or maybe you're just not a morning person and you would prefer to work later. So uh, let me know what you're looking for. Um, great. So one of the answers is 
um, transport costs, absolutely. Yeah, so if the company is able to help with your day-to-day -day costs, whether that's transport, some companies might offer money for food. So whether that means that there is a cafeteria on site for some larger companies, um, maybe it's subsidized, which means the company pays for part of it, or maybe you get vouchers, something like that. Yep, so helping to manage your daily costs. Um, someone else says that it needs to have the potential to progress your skills, um, maybe webinars and other training to improve ourselves. Absolutely. Um, I had advice one time that if you ever feel stagnant, so not moving, or that you're not learning, it's time to move on. And if the company is not supporting your desire to learn, um, then it could be time to look for another opportunity that will support your goals. Not just about money. Okay. And um, there's an example of one in the news lately, which is Airbnb. They recently introduced a work from anywhere policy. Uh, they found that during the pandemic, they everyone was working from home and it wasn't really necessary for the type of work they do. Um, to have everyone in one place. And there's a quote from the founder of Airbnb, Brian Chesky, and he said, the, the office as we know it is over. So that's an interesting thing to think about. You know, what is the value of the office in this new world? I'm, of course, um, here we're focused on kind of office workers, but there's many other people who um, are also in the talent war, like healthcare workers um, um, and other people who cannot do their job from anywhere. Um, this is particularly for people who would work from a computer or phone, or maybe they travel for work a lot, so they don't need a central office. Okay, so what would be your ideal situation? Do you like going to the office? Maybe because it's social, um, it helps you focus. We'll go through a couple reasons why you might want to go to the office. Would you rather have maybe 50% or some other mix, uh, which is known as hybrid working now? Um, so do you want a mix? Because sometimes you like to be at home. Uh, sometimes you like to go into the office. Or would you like a 100% remote job? That's here. I think for myself personally, um, right now I'm on an extended trip, um, traveling for, for a long time. And so for me, 100% remote is very important. However, if I wanted to be established in a city, then I think something like three days, two or three days in the office and at home. So some, something like 50% would be good. Uh, it can be nice to go in the office to maintain connections, maybe go into the city center if that's where you where you work. Okay. And so, yeah, most people are saying that they are looking for a hybrid situation. So mixing it up. Absolutely. And I think since many of us have had the opportunity to experience this hybrid or remote working during the pandemic, we have said, you know, I can do it. Look at all this time I'm saving, uh, not commuting. Look at all this money I'm saving by cooking lunch at home. Things like this. Okay. 
But it's not to say that I don't think the office as we know it is totally dead. Um, like Brian from Airbnb said, I think there are some perks of the office. Um, so let's say at home you have children or you don't have a good workspace. Um, you might be a lot more productive in the office away from distractions. And also maybe you need certain equipment to do your job. So maybe you need to have multiple screens um, or very, very fast internet that you can't get at home. Just a couple of examples there. Collaboration is particularly important in some jobs which require teamwork. Most jobs require some bit of teamwork. Even if you're a researcher, you might have a research team. And so being able to physically see each other, brainstorm, come up with ideas, not just on a Zoom call, I think has a lot of value. Uh, socialization. So sometimes you might want to break from home and you want to come in and chat with your, your coworkers and go for lunch together, go for a drink after work, sneak out for a coffee at some point. Um, it's one of the benefits of being part of a company rather than just working on your own. Um, coordination. So it helps you to align with each other and keep your goals together if you're able to coordinate um, some office-based work. And finally, um, health and well-being. So if someone is a single person living on their own, working from their apartment all the time, that could become very depressing um, and lonely, particularly if the person's an extrovert. Um, and so by going into the office and having kind of a reason to get up and get going, um, not just rolling out of bed and starting work, uh, can be a huge benefit for many people. Okay. So what about those jobs that are 100% remote? What could they include? Um, there's a wide range, and I think more jobs are becoming remote jobs as there um, is more availability of internet everywhere. So providers like Starlink, for instance, which is a satellite-based internet that is very fast, works even in the middle of the desert um, or the ocean, means that you might be able to do these jobs from anywhere. So these would include things like a graphic designer, a tutor like me, <laughs> um, a freelance writer, an accountant, digital marketer, website developer, sales consultant of any type, or some sort of technical support engineer. All right, in the chat, we have Mirella saying, I'm an introvert and extrovert at the same time. Yeah, so in English, we call that an ambivert, which means you can kind of do both. So I think for someone like that, 50-50 is probably perfect because then you can decide when you need to do individual focused work, do that at home. And when you want to be around some other people to get some energy, um, to brainstorm, be creative, then maybe that's when you go into the office. Cool. So I'm curious to know um, this talent war going on, which is a lot in tech, um, also in other industries though, I'm curious to know if any of you have changed industry before. So would you say, yes, I'm glad I did. So maybe you weren't happy in your industry or there weren't opportunities or it was a declining industry. So something that isn't, is being automated, it's not gonna exist that much anymore. Would you like to have the opportunity to change industry? 
no, because you love your job and you would never do anything else, or no, because your job is secure. So it's something that you know how to do it. It's paying you, paying you well. Um, there's no reason to make a change. So you may as well stay where you're happy. Okay, and it sounds like many people are interested to change industry. Interesting, yeah. I think nowadays with the opportunity to do um, so much online learning and training through various websites too, um, there's never been a better time to learn some new skills and upskill yourself. So it means learn new skills, upskill. So a lot of people saying they would like to. There's lots of information out there. I think a great way if you're thinking to change industry could be to reach out to someone who is working in that industry, ask them what they like about it and what they don't like about it. Because um, there's the saying that the grass is always greener. So maybe you think, ah, if only I could do this, I would be so happy, my job would be amazing. Um, but you wanna hear about the, the downsides as well. So anyone who's looking to change, consider that. Okay. And talked a lot about the perks and benefits, but there's a quote I've heard, which is that most people leave bosses and not companies. So even if the company is offering you all these wonderful things, if you're stuck in a team um, where you don't feel supported, you don't feel like there's going to be any upward movement, um, or you just don't get along, sometimes, of course, we want diversity in our companies, different types of people. But sometimes if you're always butting heads with someone and that's meant to be um, the person who's helping support and grow your career. Um, so in my perspective, I don't think a manager or boss is just there to allocate tasks. I think it's extremely important that a boss or manager takes an interest in your career development. So they are, um, you know, speaking well about you to other people in the company when you do great things. They are uh, not trying to just hold on to you for their own selfish interest. If there's going to be a new opportunity in the company, they will talk to you about it and help you get there. Um, so I think for me, I think bosses and managers should be mentors, not just someone who says, go do these things and tell me next week what you've done. Um, cool. And most people agree. I definitely agree too. Um, so you have Banham in the chat asking where I am from. I'm from Canada. I grew up on Vancouver Island, uh, went to university in Vancouver, and then moved to London in the UK. So I lived there about eight years. And now I'm just traveling at the moment on a long trip. <laughs> okay, cool. So all of us agree. I think it's really important to have a boss who supports you. Can't say that enough. So here's a big, big, big list of um, all the things that companies can do to retain or to keep employees. It's not just about putting on a big show for this new employee during the recruitment process and talking about how wonderful it's going to be. Um, if the person joins and then they, um, they realize that you were selling them a lie, then it's not going to work. So here's a big list. I'll pick out a couple of them. Um, so it starts with recruiting. Yes, selling, selling the vision, the dream. Um, and then 
you want to identify candidates who you think are going to stay and enjoy it there. And then you need to in invest in them. Um, you need to provide ongoing education, a path for advancement. So I remember seeing one quote and it was something like, um, the finance director says, we can't afford to um, put any money towards training and education for our people. But then you have the CEO who says, yeah, but what if we don't? And then they leave, you know, it can end up being a lot more expensive and it can deteriorate the culture at a company if, um, if people aren't invested in. Um, ben, I'm saying I'm understandable <laughs> compared to many people in the UK. Yeah, there's some British accents, which are certainly uh, difficult, even for a native speaker. Um, but it's great to get a wide range of accents when you're learning English. Um, so I encourage you to seek out different people. On the app, we have Max um, and Essay who are from London. And so you'll be able to hear a different accent there if you want to uh, practice your listening skills. Okay, let's see here. So this is a big, big old list, but um, what else should we touch on? I think compensation, of course, is the base and it should just be expected, you know? I think one thing that can happen is that companies are increasing the starting salary for new employees coming outside of the company. And then they might have these existing employees who have been really loyal um, and they aren't raising their salary to meet the new base. And that's when there's different approaches in each country and company according to whether you share information about your salaries. But if you're someone who worked somewhere for 10 years and you find out that all the new hires are getting a much higher salary, you would be pretty upset. And um, someone who's been at a company for that long can offer a lot of value and memory for the company. Um, so that's something that companies should watch out for. <laughs> um, great, but ult ultimately, you know, turnover, which means like the changing of employees is bound to happen. And so I think companies just have to accept that you don't want people who don't want to be there because it will just turn into a very negative environment. Um, so if someone doesn't want to be there, the best thing a company can do is just to help them with their next step and try to be transparent about that. Okay. But people at different levels will have different interests so for what they want. Um, and there'll be different kind of levels of a talent war or competition for companies. So frontline workers, that means um, the people who are really doing the work mostly, um, they want to just get going and be hired quickly and easily. Um, a lot of hiring processes can take months. And so that can be really frustrating for people. So if a, if a company is able to reduce the time, make it very clear and fair, that's a great thing they can do. Um, these workers are also looking for flexibility. So that might be children, elders. Um, and they also wanna make sure that um, they're happy and safe at work. So health and safety policies will be very important. 
mid-level employees, so this would mean like managers, they're going to be looking for a clear career path and developmental opportunities. I'm not saying that the path is always a straight line A to B. It might be a bit of moving around, but as long as they can see a way to move forward, that's very important. And uh, <clears throat> they want a culture that matches their personal values, so somewhere that they believe in. Um, and they probably want to be surrounded by other top performers. Uh, maybe you've experienced when you're in a team, if you are the one who's putting a, the most amount of effort and passion in and the others don't seem to care, it can really drag down the team as a whole. On the flip side, or on the other hand, if you're with a team with some people who are really impressive, um, very intelligent, and you know people that you want to learn from, that can be very motivating. And so that brings everyone up. And finally, C-level executives. Um, so this would be like CEO, um, CIO, which is information officer, becoming more common in companies now. Um, they are going to want to find a great fit between their talents and experiences for the role. Um, they want to make sure that what they bring is unique and valuable to that company. Um, and there also needs to be a healthy team dynamic with the rest of the executive. If you have an executive team that's always fighting, um, the rest of the company will see this. Okay. So Mirella is asking me for advice on whether to do a master's in forensic science or neurology. To be honest, I'm, I'm more of a, a business type person. I did a Bachelor of Commerce um, and I was working in commercial real estate. Still am a little bit as I'm traveling. Um, so I don't have too much of an opinion on which one. However, if anyone else watching now has an idea about those roles, please share with Mirella. <laughs> okay. So I'm curious to know, is there a talent war in your industry? So definitely this is happening in tech, as we already discussed. Um, but do you think there's a situation now where there are a lot, are a lot more vacancies or openings for jobs? Um, and there's not enough people who are applying. So that is putting upward pressure on what companies have to offer. Let me know and then... If you say yes, uh, maybe share in the chat what your industry is. So a couple of people have said yes. Let's hear what industry you're working in. Um, some I could think about is hmm, probably anything to do with sustainability is really a growing industry right now. A lot of companies are requiring um, all of their processes and reporting to be held up to a higher standard with ESG, which is environmental social governance. Um, we can talk about that more in another stream one day. Let me know. Okay, perfect. All right, so come let me know in the chat. And in the meantime, um, if you are just joining us recently in the Chatterbug app, we also have a Chatterbug website where you're able to book one-to-one -one lessons with me or other tutors. They're 45 minutes long with a variety of activities, and we can also chat about whatever topic interests you. So if you're keen to check that out and chat more, um, 
I'll leave a link here where you can go and have a look. And I think it gives you a discount on your first month. So have a look. Okay, so let's look in the chat then for the industries. So Benham's a PhD student and it's very competitive to find an appropriate job in academia. Absolutely, I imagine um, it would be super competitive and difficult. So maybe that's, um, I don't know if there's a lack of PhD students or if there's more of a lack of opportunity, like roles available. So maybe that example is more um, the student or the employee having to put more effort in to find the fit, as opposed to saying, here's 10, <clears throat> 10 universities I could go to. Um, I'm not sure how it is now. Okay. Great. So yeah, today we were talking about the talent war. That means that companies are having to increase their perks or benefits so that they attract and retain employees. We looked at um, some different types of benefits that employees are looking for. And thank you for sharing some of your thoughts. Perfect. All right, that's all for today. So I will talk to you soon on another stream. Take care. Bye.